The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I say to you, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of the Lord. We often hear people today say that we must be tolerant, and Canadians pride themselves on tolerance. We're tolerant people. We hold, we are told by the media that we must be tolerant of others' beliefs and actions, tolerant of other religions, tolerate other people's lifestyle choices, and all that that means. Have you ever stopped to really think about what it means to be tolerant? So, just apply the word tolerant or tolerate to some everyday examples. I tolerate a headache. I tolerate another snowstorm, or in the case of today, another ice storm. I tolerate shoveling. Would you ever apply the word tolerate to a beautiful sunny day? Oh, I'm just tolerating this beautiful sunny day. Oh, oh how dreadful it is, this beautiful sun. Oh, I tolerate the cuteness of these puppies. Oh, oh, it just kills me. They're so cute. I have to tolerate it. Other than as a joke, you would never use tolerate of things that are naturally lovable and enjoyable. We use tolerate to talk about things that we hate. And so the language of toleration is actually the language of hatred. It's implied, it's not explicit hatred, but the implication of the language of tolerance is hatred. If someone were to say to you, I tolerate you, I tolerate your existence, how would that make you feel? It's implied that they hate you, but that they're not going to do anything about it. Jesus, on the other hand, says, What credit is it to you if you love those who love you, or those who do good to you, or those who speak well of you? It's easy to do those things. It's easy to love the people who love us. It's easy to love things that are lovable. Any pagan or atheist, or as Jesus says, any sinner, 
can love those who love him. And that's what the world is preaching. The world says, find a group that thinks like you, that acts like you, and talks like you, and love those people. Everyone else, just tolerate. But what credit is that to you? That is not what we are called to. When Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to them, bless them, and pray for them, it is not a message of tolerance. It is exactly the opposite. We are told, we are told that we must recognize evil, but then respond with love. So the first part of that equation is important. We must be able to recognize evil. We must be able to differentiate friend from foe, good from evil, blessings from curses. Jesus isn't saying, pretend that you have no enemies, pretend that nobody does any evil actions towards you, pretend that everyone speaks well of you. He is saying, there are lots, there is lots of evil around you. I want you to recognize that there is evil around you, that there is suffering. But I want you to respond by doing good to those people. Bless them and pray for them. And so that's the other part of the equation. Love. How do we respond with love? Today, love, in, especially in English and French as well, is, it refers mostly to emotions for most people. When they think about love, they think about the nice feelings that they have towards, uh, towards those that they like. And so it goes from, ranges from nice feelings of affection up to passion, that you'd be passionately in love with someone. So which is a very romantic connotation, a romantic understanding of what it means to love. But that's not what Jesus is talking about when he says love. He is talking about willing the good of the other person. He's not saying that you have to have nice feelings towards your enemy, or that you have to be passionate about or romantic with your enemy. That's absurd. He's saying that you have to will the good of your enemy. And what does that mean? That means that you do good towards your enemy, that you bless, you speak well about your enemy, and that you pray for your enemies. That's what Jesus tells us. So why must we act this way? Well, Jesus tells us to, but why does he tell us to? Because it's how God acts toward us. Sinners though we are, uh, it's how God wants us. Sinners though we are, God loves us, and God has willed our good. He sent his only son into the world to save us from our sins. We see all through salvation history that in spite of our sinfulness, God keeps willing our good. He punishes us. He, he, <laughs> he's not always uh, you know, expressing nice feelings towards us, but he does what's for our good. He loves us. He does what's for our good. And he also wants us to act this way because it's how we bring other people to God. It's how evangelization properly happens. Does it work? Well, just do a cursory overview of the history of Christianity. In the early church, Christians suffered and died for their faith, but they responded with good deeds and prayer. And Christianity spread like wildfire across the Roman Empire. Within a couple hundred years, you had the emperor becoming Christian, and then you know, a few decades after that, the official religion of the Roman Empire was Christianity. We see in all the different countries where Christianity was persecuted, where the missionaries went with zeal and they were persecuted, that the faith spread. The expression, the blood of the martyrs is the seedbed of the church. And we still see today places like China, Korea, India, certain parts of Africa, 
uh, the Middle East where Christians are persecuted, where Christians actually have to respond, when they actually have visible enemies that they're responding with charity to, it changes hearts. It stops people in their tracks and they, some of them, some of them continue doing evil, but many of them, many people do convert. They recognize that Christianity is different, that the love of Christ is something that changes people. And so that's how we're called to act. So in a simple way, one serious obstacle to holiness is when we respond to harmful actions and words with more harmful actions and words. So this week, try making a list of the people who have wronged you or don't seem to like you, whether it's because of your personality or something else. Transformation in Christ comes through effort and grace. Grace comes first, but we respond with our effort. So pray for each person on the list that you've made. Pray for each of those people and make a conscious effort to harbor no ill will toward them. So love your enemies because... What credit is it to you if you only love those who love you?